I get the feeling this is going to go tremendously well. It's going to go tremendously badly. <laughs> We've literally spent, what, last 20 minutes trying to get you set up? Yeah. Because one microphone isn't working and the other microphone is just baffling you. It is baffling me, but it is recording on the plus side. OK. Uh, so, you know, what could possibly go wrong? So, you know, I'm, I'm, this is a shot in the dark, listener. I, I have no idea what the audio quality is going to be like. Uh, and I have no idea what the actual content's going to be like. Well, I, I'm fairly confident that that's not going to be very good. <laughs> OK. So, all in all, no change? No, no, let's just go as normal. everybody to a little bonusy kind of episode uh, 225 of the mid-faith crisis podcast the episode we said we weren't going to do which apparently we are now doing well we got to say happy christmas to everyone haven't we uh, do you know what i've identified the problem is yes why we're doing this right it's because we last night we had our no lessons and carols uh live streaming yeah um, sort of christmas service and i think you're still a bit hyper from that you're still a bit overexcited. Well, it was an exciting time. Wasn't it great to see all those wonderful people, though? Be honest. But I didn't see any of them because Why didn't my you? screen wouldn't show me them. I only saw you for the whole evening. Well, listen, I wish you weren't so technically inept, Nick, sometimes. <laughs> oh, no. I, re- oh. I really do. Oh. I just wish you could get with it a little bit. <laughs> Oh, this could be divorce. It's been yeah. painful, people, I'm not going to lie. But look, we keep this short because we've no idea mm. if we can get uh, the audio recording off the tiny little card in this microphone anyway. So, you know, we're saying... We, we, no, it's not a we here. This is the thing. It's not <laughs> if we, we can get it. It's whether you can get it off. Well, I know how to do it, but I'm going to have to talk you through this afterwards. And I could yeah. just... I could just sense it being painful, even now. <laughs> Listen, we're full of Christmas good cheer. <laughs> <laughs> we are, really. So, uh, how are you since last night? Since oh, I last spoke to you? Well, it's been a very long and frustrating day. This isn't the only thing that has gone wrong. <laughs> no, actually, right. nothing's really gone wrong, to be fair. It's the shortest day of the year. Uh, so, I, I mistakenly went down to watch the sunset. Of course, there was no sunset tonight, but to be there on the pier at the end of the day. And uh, that was good, but I had too much work to do. So now I'm overstretched and I'm hassled. But that's okay. okay. That's all right. I was, I was just full of appreciation for last night still, really. It was just wonderful. It was lovely, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry you didn't get to see people, but I did see people and that's the main thing. Yeah, I think the thing is, I didn't. Once I got set up, I didn't want to sort of press any of the. Zoom has a habit of, like my little iPad, of collapsing on me. So I didn't. Uh, I thought I'd better leave it. And and also, frankly, you know, it's it's more helpful not seeing people. Really, I always think. But anyway, no, it was it was lovely. Um, to have all those people um on board. If you're tuning in new, you probably won't know what we're talking about. But last night we did a little online thing. Mm. Um. The No Lessons and Carols service, which did in fact have some music in it and uh, various bits and pieces, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was great. Yeah. But no, I'm OK. I mean, I think uh, I, I plan to see a little bit more of that Harry and Meghan programme. I did mention that briefly last night, but I, it's, it is a fascinating series. I know people say, oh, you shouldn't watch it. Oh, dear, blah, 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 blah. But actually... 
the effect of watching it makes you sort of see how how the British media works a little bit about how the royal family works as well but it is it is depressing just how they manipulate the story and how they hound uh, people and and he, he uh, Harry says at one point if you take a penny of public money once you do that they own you they think they have the right to everything they think they own and I saw in a very small way I slightly related to that because one of the things I most hated about being in sort of church ministry was the way I feel like the church felt they owned you so for example uh, I can remember so clearly once I'd, I'd been away with Steve Short on two weeks mission just come back hadn't seen Rachel hadn't seen the kids we went out and uh, we were in a shop and bumped into a church member and they said, well, we don't pay you to come shopping. And I go, it's my day off. It's, it's, you know, there's that sense of being owned by the church yeah. that paid me. Yeah. Another time, Rachel went out. Now, Rachel, you need to know about Rachel. You have to persuade her to spend money. She just feels like her whole life she should never spend any money. And I've tried to break her free of that. I don't know where this belief came from. But once she was out and she was actually shopping for a dress because we were going to a, a wedding, I think. And um, and a church member was in there and say, you shouldn't be buying dresses here. You should be going to second hand shops. Oh, no. Of which, of course, Rachel would have just completely agreed and crumbled at that point in her life. Um, and and that, so, you know, I sort of understand it, really. That's the point I'm making. Yeah. I sort of understand what it feels like when people feel they own you and therefore they control you because if they're paying you, they, they get to. So for various reasons, I think it is worth a watch. I really do, actually. I think it's worth a watch. I'm not, I'm not saying people should like Meghan and Harry at the end of it or anything like that. You make your own mind up. But I don't think we should ever make up our minds whether we like people or not if we've never really met them. Well, I don't know it's about that. I mean, I don't have any particular strong views or indeed interest. In yeah. Um, I do think, that, you know, are they not manipulating the media themselves? Well, it depends whether you think manipulating the media is just wanting to get your side of the story out because you never hear it. So, yes, will they put some spin on it? we have heard that. We have heard. It's not like we haven't heard their side of the story because they've done stuff. They've done interviews. They've done all kinds of things, isn't it? I I just think there's a there's an element. It seems to me about this series that I find slightly disquieting. But simply because well, I think you should. No, I'm not going to watch it. So it's irrelevant saying I should watch it. I'm not going to. It seems to be just one side spinning against the other. Really, I'm not sure. I'm not sure any of it is that. Um, helpful. No, well, I I'm not going to talk to you now because you haven't seen it. So this is complete. <laughs> but I think I think the royal family. He comes out as really loving his dad, and loving the queen, and mm. it being extremely devoted to them and appreciative of them, but hating the system a little bit, and um, and definitely wanting to defend his wife. So yeah, make your own mind up. But yeah. I didn't mean to talk about all that again, but there you go. That's that's what I think about that. You know, there are better things to watch over Christmas. I hazard to say, not least the Charlie Maxey program, uh, the the horse, the boy, the mole, the the tree. The I can't remember what it's called now, but it's a wonderful book, and uh, and that has been turned into an animation. So that's a must watch for me, and uh, many other wonderful shows, I'm sure, and films, indeed. But no, all is well. I think uh, things are busy, 
but life is good. How about you? How are you, how are you doing? Yeah, all right. Yeah, still slightly exhausted after the World Cup final. <laughs> yeah, um, that was great, wasn't it? It was amazing. And the big, the biggest issue was that I was speaking at our our cable service, our the proper cable service, as it Obviously. were, in in our uh, our village church. Um, and that started at seven o'clock, and I was thinking, oh, I'll have loads of time to just finish off my talk. <laughs> right. the Cup final. Not only did I not have loads of time, I was too emotionally exhausted. Um, so I think, like, if, uh, never mind yeah. the cup final. I think my uh, my little my little talk went went to penalties and extra time. Um, yeah, so that yeah, yeah. I, I'm good. Other than that, I feel like I am slightly winding down, but I've got loads of you know writing to do for the new year so you never really stop that's the problem it's concerning isn't it i know we got four days off over christmas and i'm thinking oh can i really take that time off without working (laughs) well what i mean what are you going to do though over you're not going to do any funerals on christmas day are you no but i'm going to do some funerals as soon as i get back so there's an issue of writing and eating yeah okay yeah sure unfortunately people don't have the consideration to uh, to stop dying um, so that's <laughs> that's the issue for the funeral celebrant here. <laughs> Very selfish of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, but apart from that, I'm all right. I'm all right, really. Quite tired after last night. but yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, of course, this is going out on Christmas Eve, isn't it? So people will be... I mean, oh, I imagine people are sort of, you know, preparing vegetables, perhaps. Is that, is that too early? Or at least thinking about, well, defrosting a turkey, for example, I'm, I'm certainly on Christmas Eve, I like to throw away the sprouts. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. my way of preparing those. Um, no, I mean, I, you know, I, like Christmas Eve, I love sitting down with a glass of something and listening to the Nine Lessons and Carols from King's College and, you know, all that. It's a traditional stuff, really. I like that. You're very yeah. cultured like that. I, I have to watch Christmas Carol in any format. I mean, The Muppet Christmas oh, Carol okay. is a good, yeah, that's is, is a superb Absolutely. format. Yes, to yes. But also any yeah. of them, really. It's just, it is, I think, probably one of my favourite stories. That and the story. Oh, it's a genius story. Yeah. It's, uh, I, think, I think it's one, it's a, one of the very few actually sort of perfect stories in terms of plot and structure oh, right. right yeah absolutely pure um yeah no it's great no i agree we watched them up at christmas carol you know which is a 99 percent great film it's just that michael Caine singing yeah you know, <laughs> just takes the edge of it <laughs> just just takes that edge but good on him for giving a ga- giving it a go you know that's what i say yeah um yeah yeah well if it's christmas eve and you're listening to this or even christmas day happy christmas to you i hope you have a great time. That's fantastic. Um, now, look, let's keep it short because we're both busy. We're both busy, um, but also people are busy. It's Christmas. So what did you What did you actually want to say on this podcast? Well, I think uh, for the benefit of those that weren't there last night, uh, the biggest thing I want to say is thank you to everyone. Thank you for journeying with us for another year, for putting up with us, frankly, um, for another year. Thanks for all the wonderful emails uh, you've sent in that make the show what it is. And... Um, and thank you for those of you who've, who've made a donation to the podcast, which has just been, well, absolutely fantastic. So thank you. That's the biggest thing I want to say. That's a good thing to say. Very good. Anything else you want to say? We did talk to each other last night a little bit about our, you know, what we're taking away from Christmas. And So next morning, you probably thought of things you haven't said that you should have said. Oh, I've thought of loads of things. I mean, more it's, I think there are things I should have said a bit better Um as always, just like any podcast. I mean, you know, people would be surprised to hear we didn't structure it tightly. 
last night because we structured it more tightly than we usually do this load of nonsense oh i think probably did yeah <laughs> yeah no it's, i mean i suppose you know i am in more reflective mood perhaps even than normal this year because it's been quite a tough a tough year and i, I suppose one of the things i was saying last night was you know we both asked each other the question why is Christmas important to you and I think I am finding new things that are to do with about Christmas that I'm really appreciating this year or new insights I suppose I should Mm. say about Christmas that I'm appreciating especially this year after the death of mum and the grief process um itself and also I think this new stage of life I find myself in which strangely is not as young as I once was I mean who who knew that's how it worked Mm. (laughs) yeah suddenly you realize that don't you so I was talking a little bit about um you know purpose and you know I sort of quite envy people who who have such a sort of sense of purpose in their life you know our friends Dave and Ali you know they sort of knew from teenage years they wanted to be doctors and they are doctors and they are absolutely brilliant doctors what's more um and and you know I think that's good I've never I've never known what my special purpose is to quote the jerk (laughs) (laughs) which is another fantastic (laughs) film (laughs) but but no I've, I've always struggled and I think I've always I've always sort of hungered after this great sense of purpose, especially the idea that God would have a purpose. Because I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and give you a hope and a future. And, you you know, all through my life, I sort of had this sense that, oh, if I just find the purpose of God for me, I'm going to have this such a fulfilling, meaningful life. Wake up every day knowing that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm operating God's clear purpose. Perhaps being working full time in the church will bring that with members who will question my every move on my day off. And, <laughs> or, you know, perhaps being a minister will bring that sense of vocation and life to it. Or perhaps being a funeral or whatever it is. And, you know, maybe some people have it. But, I, do you know, I know I definitely haven't. But I think one of the things I appreciate about Christmas is, you know, reflecting on Jesus, the light of the world. And, you know, a light has come into the darkness. And it just reminds me that as Christ was in Jesus of Nazareth, very fully exhibiting what it's like to be truly human and divine. So Christ is in me and that I am called to be a light in the darkness i i can emulate jesus Hmm. and it it sort of shifts i suppose some ways the grieving process is quite self-absorbent isn't it i'm sorry about that that was my phone i was sure i switched that off but i had a beg your pardon you you know it's quite a self-indulgent purpose it uh process grief and you need you can get sort of locked inside a bit but christmas takes me out of myself it it reminds me actually there's a dark world out there and 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 God is willing me and alongside me and in me even, you know, wanting me to be a light in the darkness. And so I can partner with God in that. And and that's been helpful to remind. I don't, I don't know that I find that very compelling and purposeful. You know, I was running around for some people this weekend. I don't think at the end of the day I thought, man, that was such a fulfilling day to do. Um, but I know that's 
yeah, I know. I kind of know I did the things I was meant to do that day. And and, and mm. today is all we've got. You know, today's the 21st. Mm. When people are listening to this, it might be the 24th, perhaps even the 25th of December. But it's the only one, one of those days you're ever going to get. So I think what's helping me is, you know, as we said before, to wake up in the morning and go, you know, God, what are we doing together today? And let's partner and let's, you know, please help me be a light. Uh, in the darkness um yeah so I, I didn't say it very well i think i probably just said it cl- just as clumsily again now but um no i think it's true i think it's true yeah i think i think the the issue is i think you know we all want that sense of purpose that's going to give us our identity our unique identity yeah. yeah and and so we think of that as oh i'm a writer or i'm a painter or i'm mm. uh you know i'm a priest or whatever yeah yeah but the, the the issue is, I think, even once you get that, then it, there's all kinds of questions about, well, what kind of writer yeah. are you? Yes, exactly. What kind of artist are you? And what, what kind of minister or yeah. priest are you going to be? And and so I don't think it, even the vocational purpose ever quite, for a lot of us anyway, it doesn't ever solve mm. itself. No. Um, no. But I agree with you. The other, the bigger purpose, the purpose that we all have, which is to to grow more into Christ likeness and to to, you know, to to be a light in the darkness. That's not an identity purpose so much as it's a humanity purpose. Yeah. It sort of links us with all of human beings, and and so it seems it 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 it, it doesn't seem special enough in a way, does it? And yet it is the most. If you really did that, and I I've met a few people who I feel they have really grasp that that's yeah. what they do and and they and they're the kind of people who who don't don't put themselves forward they don't they, no, they're, they're, no. they're often really really good at what they do but they don't ever trumpet that no, they don't no. ever, humble yeah yeah that's not where they get their identity from they absolutely get their identity from uh you know being a, a follower of christ and, and 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 you know entering into discipleship um and so you know that's what we've got to grasp that actually know that that's the ongoing life purpose of all of us. That's what we're supposed to do. And, and I think it's enough. I, th- I I genuinely think that's enough. You know, I, I I sort of assumed by you know the stage I'm at in my life, I'd have figured out what my purpose was, and I, you know, and I'd have I'd be flowing in it. And I do think you know, like being a funeral celebrant actually pre- aligns pretty well with the gifts that I've got, and I think I do it reasonably well most of the time actually. So. You know, that's good. But my sense of fulfilment and identity really doesn't come from that. I mean, to know that I'm I'm beloved by God and to to think that I could I could actually make the world a slightly better place because I'm in it. That that's 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 compelling enough for me. That'll do. That's it. I'll take it. And I think that the good thing about that is that it's that's transportable. It's applicable to wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Yeah. You know, so so it doesn't rely on whatever job you're doing. It doesn't rely on whether you've got your health. It doesn't rely on 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 any outward circumstances yeah. in that sense, because it's it's always the same thing. Um, and I think I have sort of been on that move. I still find it quite difficult. I mean, one of the challenges I've got at the moment is, well, what what do I write? What type of writer am I? Mm. That's a professional challenge. But I think. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a follower of Jesus. That's going to be the same whether I'm a writer or whether I'm a I'm a mm. plumber or well, I'm not going to be a plumber because you, you have to get wet if you're a plumber, don't you? I don't really <laughs> like that. 
um, you know, any of that stuff. It, it, yeah, sure. So I, I, for me, it's been a little bit of a reversal. I think you start out as a writer or an artist thinking, mm. I'm a writer who writes about Chris, Christian topics, or I'm a writer who's going to change the world to do mm. this, that, and the other. Now I think I'm a Christian who writes. So I sort of write about anything. Yeah, that's interesting. And, uh, that's, a sh- that's a shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you come around the other way, really. Mm. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm not a very good Christian who writes, but, you know, I'm <laughs> Yeah, so there we are. That, so that's for me. For us, what, what about you? I mean, you you were talking about sort of what incarnation meant to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I've, it's not really very fully formed. But I talked about. I was really thinking on further on what you were talking about with the incarnation, and I, I suddenly sort of wondered. You know, it's just we have this idea that Jesus, because of the, the language of, of of Jesus becoming man, is all sort of to do with salvation and it's all mm. to do with sacrifice and emptying himself and all this stuff. Um, it kind of makes it out. And I think this is often the impression given that he's making this enormous yeah. sacrifice to come down and be a man. You know, he's, he's, he's enduring it. Yeah. He has to endure being a man. And, and obviously it was deeply unpleasant because he was, he was crucified and, you know, so we emphasize the horribleness of it. Mm. But what if he quite enjoyed it? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really interesting insight. <laughs> what if actually um, it, it wasn't an endurance test, it was just what he was going to do? And, and it was, what if actually incarnation is a validation of creation? Yeah. And not uh, sort of just a pure rescue yeah. act? Yeah. What if he really liked being a carpenter? He'd really enjoyed yeah. knocking out a cabinet? Yeah. Yeah, what? Yeah, indeed. And 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 why why shouldn't he? Yeah. You know, I think there's a whole load of stuff that I'm really trying to think through here, and maybe we'll come back to this in the new mm. year because we tend to think of the whole thing as so transactional that Jesus had mm. to become man yeah. in order to die, solve the problem. Sins. Yeah. So there was the only way. Mm. It was the only way that he could do it. I don't know if it was the only way he he could do it anyway, but that's a you know, one question, but but it makes it sound like I've got to go through this. I've got to go and be human yeah. because it's the only way yeah. to save them. Jesus being human did save us. I believe yeah. that absolutely. But I but I think there's more to it than that. Yeah. Um. I think that actually it's it's about like I said. If I'm trying to find the right word for it, I, I need to do a lot of thinking about mm. it. It it's it's about saying no. Creation is quite good. Yeah. Being human is quite a good thing. Uh, work is quite good uh, and having food with friends is quite yeah. good um you know there's bad yeah, stuff as great. well and for and for me to think that the incarnation means it's so good god's a part of it yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. And it was that's good. how good it this is, is a, yeah <laughs> and I, I i sort of thought i wonder what's happened here you know like one of the things of the gnostics mm. uh the gnostic theology didn't like uh the material world at all, or some bits of Gnostic theology. Yeah. So, so in other words, there were major strands of Gnosticism that denied Jesus was a proper man. He was either God wearing a sort of human onesie, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and not really being human, or or he just appeared that way. Yeah. Uh, because the, the, the world was seen in their sort of uh, philosophy as, as rather um, horrible and, and carnal and, and this, that and the other. And the church 
rejected all that Gnosticism, but I wonder whether it actually adopted some of it as well. Yeah, and whether good. it went towards the Greek thought of the world being just a shadow, whereas Jewish yeah, thought... there you go. Jewish thought is richly materialistic. So the Jewish idea, like in the Old Testament, of a good life is you sit down under your vine, you've got your grapes, you've got your, mm. you've got your, your enormous pomegranates. Uh, I don't know if you've got those, but <laughs> is that um, right? you know, you, that you've got your olive oil. <laughs> yeah, no, there's there's a big emphasis on emphasis on pomegranates. You've got, you know, it's very material. You know, wine yeah. and bread and food and all this yeah. stuff. You've got all this. Uh, you know, this is what it's about. Yeah. Um, and and I think that we still do that and the church has a heritage mm. of hating the body mm. uh hating the world or viewing it mm. as so fallen and irredeemable yeah i agree but it 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 wasn't that bad because jesus decided to come here yeah and 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 you know if jesus became flesh if he became a helpless mm. baby i must be at least partly because that's quite a mm. good thing to be mm. it's not a bad thing yeah Oh, there's there's so much I want to say about this, but we've got to keep this episode short, haven't we? We should. <laughs> but I love I love the way you're thinking, and I, I think the other thing is, you know, and we talked about this a little bit last night. Once once you've stopped splitting the world into who's Christian, who's not Christian, you can instead say who's revealing God, and you can affirm that anywhere. It doesn't just have to be Christians. It could be Muslims. It could be atheists. It could be anything. A- anyone showing us something of the image of God, we can affirm it everywhere now. And I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose what I'm coming down to is a kind of feeling. Well, if if being human was good enough for God, mm. then it should be good enough for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it should be something that I should revel in and not actually, you know, and, and not actually seek to sort of transcend at any moment and hope that I'll go off and become some ethereal, woofly spirit. <laughs> that's brilliant. I agree. <laughs> anyway, that's what I was thinking. We should uh, we should wrap this up because people have sprouts to destroy and turkeys to stay. They do, and, you know, all kinds of stuff. But let's yeah. not lose the thanks to you all. No, in all of that, we're so grateful for you. And um, and perhaps I could just finish with, um, with you know, go be kind to people this Christmas. If you want to know what to do over Christmas, go be kind to people. There it is. That's all I got. I've got a prayer though. That said. Oh, okay. Do a prayer. That be you really are still uh, very much a minister. <laughs> I must be because I've got a prayer. Only ministers have prayers. Yeah, as we all know, only ministers have proper prayers. <laughs> well, I tell you what. Let's just uh, final happy Christmas and a thanks. Yes. And you, you, okay. You close with a prayer. Oh yeah. Shuffle quietly out of the service in silence and, uh, and critique <laughs> you afterwards. <laughs> So, yeah, it remains to say thank you so much for being with us this year. Uh, Thank you to all those who've written in. Thank you, as Joe said at the beginning, to those who've donated. Um, Thank you for for all the listeners. It's just brilliant. Um, And uh, we will be back with you in the new year. Uh, We're very grateful. And do, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, have a really blessed Christmas and a happy new year. A very happy Christmas. Well said, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, really do, people. Okay, well, here's a prayer. Uh, It's a prayer of kindness, I guess. O Lord, give me strength today to show kindness in all that I do. Help me to open my arms to those less fortunate and extend my hand to those who may need it so that they may see you in my kind words and actions. Amen.